Hello, my name is Eric Donenfeld, and I'm joined here today by my very good friend Priya Gupta. Uh, Priya recently joined a group of expert faculty to discuss and vote on topics related to defining, diagnosing, and treating acute exacerbations of dry disease. We call these flares. The results of that discussion were published in the May 2021 issue of CRST as a CME supplement titled The Second Dry Eye Flares Consensus Statement. Today, Priya and I will discuss some of the key consensus findings. Priya, Priya, we're talking about dry eye flares, which is really a new category we're discussing today. How do you differentiate and how do you treat differently patients who have chronic dry eye versus patients who have dry eye flares? Well, it's a great question. So I think it's first important to know that any patient can have a dry eye flare. You know, they can be primarily flare disease or they can have, you know, more moderate or significant dry eye disease and still have flares on top of that. So um, I like to start in a stepwise fashion. So if if they truly are primarily flare disease um, using uh, corticosteroid periodically, you know, a few times a year in addition to artificial tears or maybe anti- um, histamine medications, that that combination can be well-managed and directed by the patient. Um, For my more, you know, chronic dry eye disease patients, I think that immunomodulators are foundational therapy. Lifidograss and cyclosporin molecules are two that I use very often. But those patients still have flares. And so I do also add a corticosteroid, you know, when needed to help with them with those flares. And I find that, you know, that combination um, and kind of changing our fundamental thinking of saying, okay, well, only one, we only need one thing to treat dry eye, I think is, you know, why people struggle with treating dry eye disease, because often, you know, they're not the same throughout the year. And so those chronic patients, you know, it's not a failure of the immunomodulator if they have a flare, it's just, it's a failure if we don't treat the flare. So, um, Offering patients the combination of therapies and, you know, at their own need, I think is kind of critical. And I agree. And, you know, what we're doing right now, it, it sounds like it's really disruptive, but we're really doing something that's extraordinary. Um, what we're doing is really foundational and what's done in every other specialty in medicine. When you look at allergy, you treat allergy with um, uh, antihistamines very effectively. And then when they have allergy flares, when asthma flares up, you use a corticosteroid. You do the same thing for GI disease. Uh, autoimmune so this, disease. Autoimmune yeah. disease. This is what's done in every specialty. And, and now we're embracing this in ophthalmology, and I think it's about time that we did this. So I see this as really being a continuum of what's being done in the rest of medicine. And we know it's safe. We know it's yeah. effective. And this is just good patient care. Absolutely. You know, if, you, if you've ever suffered a dry eye flare yourself, you know that it's pretty miserable. And, you know, it's, it's just impressive that patients sort of become accustomed to flares. And, you know, only when it's really bad do they seek out care. I mean, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to do that. And I think that changing our mindset um, to adopt kind of some of the other historical fields of medicine and how they practice is really important. Uh, and, and I just want to follow that up by saying that when patients come to our offices because they're complaining of dry eye, these are not small concerns. You don't go to a doctor's office right. uh, and complain about something if it's a mild problem. When they're coming to you, they want relief. And when they want relief, uh, you need to give the responsible therapy that you need to do uh, to make the patients happy and to treat their disease. But at the, at the end of the day, immunomodulation is wonderful. Anticorticosteroid is often the difference between a 
moderately happy and a very happy patient uh, who's going to have instantaneous relief and feel that you did something that was significant for them that's never really been done before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's quite impactful. I agree that these are the patients that, you know, love you forever and, and think highly of you because you take time to not only validate their disease, but also treat it. Um, one question for you, Eric, you know, when we talk about all the different patient profiles, sometimes people ask, you know, do you do anything different in your surgical patients versus your, you know, regular dry eye patients versus your, you know, allergy patients? I sort of treat them all the same. Do you do, you do anything different? Well, you know, I think they all are treated the same based on their level of disease. But when I'm doing surgical patients, especially preoperatively, I want to have what I call rapid rehabilitation. I want to get these patients tuned up and ready to go very quickly. So my patients are not going to tolerate a one to two month rehabilitation process before they become ready for cataractive refractive surgery. So these are patients why I'm much more prone to use Isuvis because I realize that I can get these patients' ocular surface normalized within a matter of days rather than a matter of weeks. And by doing that, I get them on the surgical schedule. They don't feel like they're waiting for long periods of time, and, and they respond much, much better. So um, in patients where time, time is important, um, I am much more prone to go to corticosteroids earlier on. Uh, for other patients, I will certainly use them very much, but um, Isuvis has become first-line therapy for me in patients who are planning on having cataract surgery who do not have an ideal ocular surface. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, very consistent with the ASCRS Cornea Clinical Committee algorithm, um, which is a, a diagnostic a uh, algorithm to help identify patients with ocular surface disease before cataract and refractive surgery. And the key difference there is just what you said, having, you know, more urgency. It, we got to take this seriously in the, in the perioperative patient, but that patients also want to get to surgery, um, you know, in an appropriate time. And so I think that corticosteroids are a big part of that. Um, Agreed. Well, Priya, I just want to say how much I enjoy spending time with you discussing these issues. You bring such great insights into this conversation. And you know, I think if we can give one take-home message now is that we both agree that the symptom of visual fluctuation is our favorite symptom. By far. And corticosteroids provide us the best bang for our buck in treating patients who have dry eye disease, especially flares. Couldn't agree more. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. We want to thank you for joining us today. And we encourage you to read the entire supplement where you can get in greater detail on information related to diagnosing, defining, and treating dry eye flares.